Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 19. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand more of what it takes to cleanse us from our sin and how that makes us impure before you until we are cleansed. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 19. And Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the decree of the law that Yahweh has commanded, saying, Speak to the Israelites, and let them take to you a red heifer without a physical defect, on which a yoke has not been placed. And you will give it to Eleazar the priest, and it will be brought out to a place outside the camp, and it will be slaughtered in his presence. Then Eleazar the priest will take some of its blood on his finger and spatter it toward the mouth of the tent of assembly seven times. The heifer will be burned in his sight, its skin, its meat, and its blood, in addition to its offal, will burn. The priest will take cedar wood, hyssop, and crimson thread, and he will throw them in the midst of the burning heifer. The priest will wash his garments and his body in the water, and afterward he will come to the camp. The priest will be unclean until the evening. The one who burns it will wash his garments and his body in water. He will be unclean until the evening. A clean man will gather the ashes of the heifer, and he will put them in a clean place outside the camp. It will be for the community of the Israelites, as a requirement for waters of impurity. It is a purification offering. The one who gathers the ashes of the heifer will wash his garments. He will be unclean until evening. It will be an eternal decree for the Israelites, and for the one who dwells as an alien in their midst. The one who touches a corpse of any person will be unclean for seven days. He will purify himself on the third day, and on the seventh day he will be clean. If he does not purify himself on the third day, he will not be clean on the seventh day. Anyone who touches a corpse, the person of a human being who died and does not purify himself, defiles the tabernacle of Yahweh, and that person will be cut off from Israel because the waters of impurity were not sprinkled on him. He will still be unclean, and uncleanness is on him. This is the law of a person who dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent, and all who are in the tent, will be unclean seven days. Every container that is opened that does not have a lid cord on it is unclean. Anyone in the open field who touches one who has been slain, or a corpse, or a bone of a person, or a burial site, he will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person... They will take from the powder of the burnt purification offering, and they will put running water into a container. A clean person will take hyssop and dip it into the water and sprinkle it on the tent and on all the objects and persons who were there, and on one who touched the bone or the one slain or the dead or the burial site. The clean person will spatter the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day, and on the seventh day he will purify him and he will wash his garments He will bathe in the waters, and in the evening he will be clean. But the man who is unclean and does not purify himself, that person will be cut off from the midst of the assembly, because he defiled the sanctuary of Yahweh. The water of impurity was not sprinkled on him. He is unclean. It will be an eternal decree for them. The one who spatters the waters of impurity will wash his garments, and the one who touches the waters of impurity will be unclean until the evening. Anything that the unclean person touches will be unclean, and the person who touches it will be unclean until the evening.
Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 17, the people asked if they were all going to die, because there were a lot of people dying who were wrongly approaching God. So the solution was in chapter 18 to have the priests guard the sanctuary with the help of the Levites, so that the people will not die. But that isn't the whole of it. In verse 20 of this chapter, Yahweh says, But the man who is unclean and does not purify himself, that person will be cut off from the midst of the assembly because he defiled the sanctuary of Yahweh. The water of impurity was not sprinkled on him. He is unclean. So there are things that the people could do without coming near the tabernacle that would defile the sanctuary. The people needed to be holy, which first involves being clean. So Yahweh gives them the solution of the red heifer. They would take this red heifer that had no defects and never worked. They would slaughter it outside the camp. Eliezer will bring the blood and sprinkle it toward the tabernacle seven times. Then they will burn the entire red heifer, and while it is burning, the priest will add cedar wood, hyssop, and crimson thread. Then the priest will wash his clothes and himself and come into the camp. The person who burned the red heifer will wash his clothes and himself, and he also is unclean until evening, which means the next day, because they counted the next day as starting at sundown. Then a third person, who is ritually clean, will gather the ashes and put them in a clean place, but still outside the camp. Then that person has to wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. Then they would use those ashes to make people clean. The ashes were kept outside the camp, so they would take some clean running water and put it in a container, along with some of the powder of the ashes of the red heifer, and they would sprinkle this water on a person to cleanse them if they had contact with the dead in some way. So if they touched a corpse or a bone, they would have to be cleansed. They would sprinkle the water on the person on the third day and on the seventh day to make them clean. They would use hyssop to sprinkle the water on people and the things to be cleansed. If someone wasn't sprinkled on the third and the seventh days after they became unclean, then they stayed unclean. And the person who sprinkled the person had to wash and be unclean until evening himself. And now for a deeper dive. This seems like a lot of ritual over something not that important. But God says this is very important. If they don't carefully go through this cleansing, they will defile the sanctuary. Now, obviously, this is a picture. Touching a dead person isn't a sin. And these commands were given to the Israelites, not to us today. But they are teaching an important lesson. The cedar wood, hyssop, and red thread are interesting. We've had them before a few times actually starting with the Passover when they used hyssop to paint the doorposts. Hyssop was a plant that was quite common in the area. It has a sturdy stalk, and then it has petals and flowers that can be used as a paintbrush. But there must be a little more to it than that, since the priest is also to burn some hyssop in the fire with the red heifer. I'm not sure I know the whole significance. I have read that hyssop flowers can be different colors, including red and violet and white, so I'm not sure that the color was in mind here. Although the heifer was red, and the thread was red, and cedar wood is a little red, so maybe the hyssop flower should be red too, but it doesn't say that. Red is a reminder of blood, and of course, when we're talking sacrifice, we should be thinking of Jesus and his blood. Jesus suffered outside the city of Jerusalem, just like the red heifer was killed and burned outside the camp. Interestingly, hyssop shows up at the scene of the cross, in John 19.29, 
a jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a branch of hyssop and brought it to his mouth. Well, it is worth pondering. The obvious connection, though, is that our sin has made us unclean, and we are cleansed through contact with the sacrifice of Jesus. I think baptism today is a symbol like the water of cleansing that they got from the ashes of the red heifer. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.